Well, well, welcome to detailing design. Design. Welcome. Welcome. Design. Design. Welcome. Welcome. Design. Today's episode is titled Context, Connections, and Relationships. What does that mean? Context is the key. From that, comes the understanding of everything. Kenneth Noland And in addition, the specific cut of tilapia must be one half to one inch thick to ensure proper grilling. Remember that. Otherwise the cook times will need to be adjusted to accommodate the... Confused there for a moment, weren't you? It's okay. I was too. But why? Why did it seem random? While arguably good advice, it seemed somewhat misplaced? It is common, but often unheeded knowledge, that the proper use of context is critical in our lives and our designs. Today, we'll talk about how that works, and how it should be utilized. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Detailing Design. My name is Cameron Bradbury, and hopefully you won't hate the word context by the end of this episode. One of my professors once told me a little bit of invaluable advice. The job of the architect is to line things up. You have to look at the context. This glimpse of wisdom applies to an entire world if you think long enough about it. The age-old axiom of those who fail to learn their history are doomed to repeat its mistakes proclaims the importance of context, and rightly so. The reason work experience is so highly valued in the professional world is not that older people are inherently better because they have more gray hairs, it's that they have context. They've seen things before, and therefore they typically understand how an individual situation fits into a larger timescale. Think of your job for me. Was there ever a point at which you ever said or thought, how did we do this before? And then repeated and refined that very same process? Did you ever think, well, what is this other similar company doing now? What about how much could we do with the economy as it is? I guarantee that at least one of those was a conscious thought and the other two were subconscious at a minimum. That is context. In relation to architecture, context is what is around your site physically, culturally, historically, and societally. Well, that seems stupid, you might say. Why should it matter what is next to your building? It's your design. First off, I also might say, it's rude to call things stupid. Secondly, it's important because our universe is built off of relationships. Allow me to offer an example. Gravity is one of the greatest forces in the universe. 
as every single particle pulls on every other single particle, just to varying degrees dependent on their distance from each other. Taking away or adding even one atom could be important, say if you were a scientist studying a particle accelerator. And taking away or adding another sun in our solar system would make for some interesting headlines at least. The context in which your project sits is just as important, in a less melodramatic sense. If your big idea is to add another sun, make sure you know why, and just how it will impact the existence of everything around it. Imagine if I were to go and replace part of the intro to Mozart's Don Giovanni with Skrillex. The change of style would immediately derail it and ruin the themes both Mozart and Skrillex worked to create. The lesson to understand here is to pay attention and make sure that your design doesn't pretend that its context doesn't exist, laughing its way to anarchy as the walls of sane thought come tumbling down around it. Instead, try thinking of ways to positively impact the community in which your design is based while not changing everything about it. Let's move away from the more abstract concepts of design and discuss a couple of concrete examples. The castle is the epitome of architecture that has to respond to its context. The castle as we know it today didn't start with three layers of stone walls with drawbridges and moats, but from origins of having to use the landscape for defense. One of the oldest known palaces is the Palace of Knossos, or Knossos. This legendary miniature city was the birthplace of the story of the Minotaur, and is renowned for its scale and the nearly complete lack of fortifications. Wait, hold on. A castle without walls? Doesn't seem very defensible, does it? Maybe. But what I didn't tell you is where it was, its context. The Palace of Knossos sits on the island of Crete, nestled in the hills close to the sea. At the time of its construction, boats large enough to carry massive invasion forces didn't exist. The sea and the island itself created the palace's lucrative defense system, as is evident by the fact that it still exists today, nearly 4,000 years later. The engineers designing it completely understood their capabilities, but also those of their neighboring civilizations, and they took advantage of it. The structure itself is fascinating, and I'm only skimming the surface of how impressive it was, so don't think that it was this little piece of nothing architecture. It helped define relational architecture, and I highly encourage you to look up some models of what it was in its heyday. The next castle we'll talk about was a relative contemporary of Knossos, the Fortress of Mycenae. The Mycenaeans, a civilization predating the ancient Greeks, had to build in a similar but fundamentally different context than the Cretans. Both were near the sea and elevated to view the surrounding land. However, the similarities stopped there. 
Mycenae is located on mainland Greece, and its Acropolis, or its citadel, rests between two mountain peaks. To defend against other tribes, massive stone walls were erected in between the mountaintops, forcing any attacking army to advance up a fairly narrow path towards the sturdy fortifications. Having walls big enough that outsiders honestly speculated that only the giant cyclops could build them makes you appreciate how much attention to both cultural and physical context the Mycenaeans were probably paying. The rumor of mythical origins inherently made the fortress that much more intimidating to anyone thinking of assaulting its walls. In fact, it was so effective and caught on so quickly, it's entirely feasible to postulate that the rumor wasn't even started by an outsider, but rather by the Mycenaeans themselves. This is the type of context appreciation I'm trying to convey. One that doesn't just respond to the physical requirements of the site, but also to the cultural and social. Although the ideology of mythical origins tapered off as humanity approached the modern era, it definitely lent a gravitas to your work if you said it had been approved by a god. All of this is meant to illustrate the versatility and fluidity of our one concept, context. During your projects, whether they are architecture or not, consider not only what you're crafting, but how you can and will affect the world around you. A single brick placed in the center of the room invites a world of speculation and discussion as to its purpose, and is dramatically different than the room remaining empty. Thank you for joining me today on Detailing Design. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like me to discuss, you can reach me at jcbraddesigns at gmail.com. Details for the music used in this episode can be found in the description. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.